Welcome to River City Sounds. Tonight on the show, we have full screen. This being our third episode, we're always trying to grow and improve the show. And it was really hard to get off the ground at first. But one thing we never had to worry about was distribution. Anchor can help you with distribution and help you get paid for your podcast as well. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors too, so you can get paid for your podcast. And without further ado, full screen.
Otis? So he lives on his wings. Oh, okay. So that was like the trifecta albums they had. What was it? Band on the Run, Venus and Mars, and the third one was uh, Wings Over America. Okay. Nice for that. Like, yeah. <laughs> Wings Over America, which absolutely laugh loves all the songs. Okay. Uh, Whatever effects you were using in the last song, can you do it real quick? <laughs> <laughs> The, I think the same thing, right? Yeah, probably the same thing.
Thank you.
is how not. So we are River City Sounds. Welcome, full screen. This is what's going on. Yeah. Hey, you guys want to jam for a second? I <laughs> Full screen. Y'all want to introduce yourselves? Yeah, I'm Harper. Play guitar. I'm Eric Schuler. Play bass. I'm Jonathan. I play keys. I'm Kirby, and I play drums, and I sing. So what's you guys' main inspiration for this project? Probably tackle this one individually, to be honest. It's more like a... I don't know if there's really one communal. Mm -hmm. I feel like with respect to the project, Kirby has kind of a, an idea, conceptually, in a way. Put me on the spot here. Conceptually, I am I'm singing on a lot of the songs and playing drums, which definitely kind of puts us, it, it creates some limitations. So I think part of the idea behind the, the project is like, you know, working with limitations and trying to make the best out of those. You guys definitely seem much more artsy, if you know what I'm saying that. Like, you guys might have Pink Floyd as well, it's another, I don't know, that's Pink Floyd's huge. That's definitely one of the communal influences. Okay. Okay. Is there another communal influence you guys share at all? We hate to do this to you, because Motorhead? Motorhead? I do love Motorhead, but that's I think you mentioned that this has been a theme already, but Red Actually Peppers is probably the like, <laughs> okay. if, if you went back to seventh grade and yeah. found each of us, yeah. which is what we yeah. started yeah. individually or together, we would all be probably really into it. <laughs> I guess if we had <laughs> to trace it back, yeah. trace it all the way back. Also, okay. well, individually, like John, you just, what, what are you personally remember? Yeah, I was gonna ask, like, what is? Can you name an album or maybe a band specifically that was like kind of a turning point for you guys musically? Do we just like going along? Yeah, yeah going along. Just do the same thing. Yeah, for me, well, for me personally, nowadays I don't feel like I listen to a lot of music that's like four-piece bands, or I feel like I listen to a lot of more electronic, I feel like it sounds pretentious to say, but like, <laughs> I feel like I'm like post-guitar right now. Nowadays I listen to a lot more like hip-hop and like electronic stuff. No matter how much I resisted, I still kind of want, I want a little bit of like the guitar heroism thing, yeah. you know what I mean? I think also this is... <laughs> this is also kind of embarrassing in a way, but I think the rock band video games mm -hmm. and I think Guitar Hero yeah. are yeah. like yeah. fundamental. I think it's like a, I think that is yeah. like, it's like a generational shift. Guitar Hero Three like turned me into a guitar player. It, it really did, honestly. Yeah. It brought, it, I think I that that and School of Rock, the okay. Jack Black movie, and I'm not saying it's a great movie. What were you gonna say? It John? is a great. It's like the the yeah. rock band and Guitar Hero games like brought like I think like brought classic rock to so many people in like a really tangible way rather uh -huh. than just like their dads handing it down yeah, to them yeah. like I don't know I feel like a lot I know a lot of people who formed a relationship with that music through those games which is really interesting so rock bands so what's your wasted I think but I mean started playing bass in like 2008 <coughs> and back then I would just watch YouTube videos and it was mm -hmm. almost like flea and Victor Wooten and Les Claypool and just all the bass okay. gods because yeah. you can go on YouTube yeah. and you just type like sick bass solo like that's kind of what I was mm -hmm. learning from but then like the first albums were that made me want to actually like, write music were probably like Grizzly Bear and like first freshman year oh. college or so Grizzly Bear like Sam Paula Grizzly Bear is huge yeah like Yellow House by Grizzly Bear it was like one of the first like albums that other than like Pink Floyd and stuff my dad showed me it was like one of the first albums I found that was like a really like good consistent like all the songs make you feel in one spectrum and they're all recorded in like the same way. It's like this really nice yeah. tight ten song thing. And that was like the first one where I was like, albums are like an art form of themselves yeah. to me. So probably like Grizz the Bear and Earl Sweatshirt are probably the two biggest things okay. Cool. Um as far as starting with like 
big album that influenced me. I was thinking about it earlier today. But I remember like turning point for my appreciation of music was when I bought late registration. So I remember like buying it mm-hmm. and just that kind of opening my mind up to a lot of like just a lot of things that can be achieved through music and arrangement. Like the arrangements on that album are like massive. Who's that by? The Kanye West album. Okay. The second one. Um, and a lot of the, I mean, a lot of the keys on that really made a big impact on me. Like late is still something that I look up to. Yeah. Admire. And then as far as as I've gotten older and, like really, I started like I started playing keys with everybody because we needed. It. Keys player and it was something I had a little bit of experience with, mm-hmm. but a lot of how I started was playing like chords to flush out the arrangement. So yeah. I found myself inherently attracted to more chordal based keys playing. So Bill mm-hmm. Evans is somebody that I really admire still. Please do not close on that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Meriwether Coast Civilian is a big one for me. I think that was probably the one that kind of moved me away from like being really guitar driven because I was just so attracted to like all the sounds and kind of thing Eric was talking about with the it just feels like a place like you're just existing in like a different universe because it's all like kind of unified aesthetic and I just was like really attracted to that because it's like very escapist sounding but I think that's something I chase a lot is kind of getting back to like when things were really exciting and when you had like a lot of wonder about things yeah and it just and just kind of like a very excited and I guess just like letting all of it go in terms of like you know escaping getting out of things and whatever um so that was yeah that was, that was huge for me and the other one I think lyrically that really changed things for me was Alex Cameron's uh, Force Witness I guess both of his albums but they're just very like jokey and like I don't take myself super seriously so I like to and maybe it's kind of just like a self-conscious thing, but I like having lyrics be kind of jokey or like oh, yeah. stand out in that, in that way because I feel like it stands out right away. If you're like yeah. listening to a song that you think is cool, I think the thing I don't like about a lot of lyrics, lyrics that are just kind of meant to not stick out and just be kind of like, you know, we have to have words in the song, so let's just make them kind of like aesthetic or like there's a lot of like, I mean, Grizzly Bear is like that sometimes, and so I think Alex she is too. I love both of those bands. Which yeah. I think also like not uh, kind of piggybacking off of that too, but I think like Animal Collective has been really is like I feel like there's probably like a million bands that probably mm-hmm. incite Animal Collective for like different things. We've kind of figured out a way to like make do and like certain people are here and certain people aren't and to like kind of work around limitations. And I feel like one thing that inspires me about um, their sound changes like kind of fundamentally when they're missing a member or when whatever it may be, but there's still like a kind of unifying, I guess like a kind of aesthetic similarity or like a tonal similarity to their work. And I feel like that's something that like I definitely want to convey. Yeah. So you guys got music out? Yeah. Yeah. On Spotify, yeah. Three songs. Under full screen, EP is called Ultra Zone. It's also on Deezer. It's literally named after the laser tag place in Northern Virginia. (laughs) (laughs) So where have you guys played at? Oh, where's your favorite place to play in Richmond? It's definitely that was Strange Batter. It was Strange Batter? I yes. heard about that. That's crazy. Strange Batter really was like, like the best. Mostly because yeah. you got half off food and two free rail drinks with your show. Mm-hmm. And it sounds really True. good there. And the stage is really big. It's just like, it feels like a professional set. And you get all this free. Yeah. You, do, you know, you just it's get easy to, to load in, too. Yeah. 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 I love playing there. I like I like playing at Gallery 5 because they usually have pretty cheap covers. So, like, my friends can actually come. Yeah. So, if it's not DIY, I like cheap venues, personally. Just because mm-hmm. it's like... 
my friends don't want to pay $10. They've ever seen me play like four yeah, times, so I don't want to make them pay 10 bucks to see me again. So, so you prefer DIY over Mike? Preferably, personally, yeah. I'd say this is kind of a very cheap answer, but we host shows at our place and also playing in our own basement. Yeah. So, scheduling is always difficult. How does writing work? Okay, so Sway specifically, like the wall and what was it? Excuses? What is it called? Excuses. Yeah, the one around. Yeah. Um, How did that come about? Was that. They're definitely two completely different songs. And then you just, like, let's put them together. Just so happens that C sharp minor is, like, the first chord of that one and, like, the last chord of that one. Just, like, you know, bridge them nice. Very cool. Because it didn't hit me until you said something about it. Honestly, sometimes it makes me a little self-conscious when we play live because, like, sometimes I wonder if people think it's just some fucking like fifteen. No, you don't like, think it's monster uh, yeah. song. So it's like, also gonna fake out ending. Yeah, it has a <laughs> fake out ending. So it's like after all that time, we're gonna fake out ending. It's like, it's yeah. like King yeah. Crimson song or something. But yeah, I mean, that um, as far as writing, you mean the wall? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, just in j- songs in general. Like, how does yeah. writing? Because like I know you, yeah. the drummer being the singer, and then the guitar player. I mean, I don't want to say you're a minimalist, but you you accent, you come in, you're not a rhythm player, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even though you're a guitar player, it just you kind of let the uh, bass and keys let the do the thing. So, uh, how does writing happen with you guys? So yeah, I think that's a, a good example because it's like those are two very different ways that we have written songs. Where into the wall is like. Harper had a bunch of riffs. He's <laughs> just like, here's 45 riffs. Uh, <laughs> you're going to sit here and you're going to fuck this. He just had like, kind of like a song structure just kind of based on riffs and didn't really have any vocals set up or anything. And then I just came up with a drum beat and then kind of started singing over it. And then, so that was that's one way. And then Excuses was one that I kind of like wrote on my own. And like I, read, I, I demo a lot like on my own. And so it started as like it's kind of like a dancey four on the floor like I don't know we've joked about like releasing a club mix like <laughs> before we release the actual song we actually yeah. will do that yeah actually we will so that's that's what we're announcing that right now <laughs> it was like that energy came from like I work at a restaurant and like just coming off of working and just being like really like in real yeah, so like really wired and stuff and like just coming home and like working on stuff and just being like yeah I just want to make this like HMS song right now <laughs> and uh, so we, we started there and I kind of brought it in and then we just kind of made it like a, band, a song that we could play as a band and then everyone kind of added their parts and the structure changed a lot like once we brought it in so so you guys working on like an album I take it mm-hmm. yeah so when do you are you guys recording that now or plans for it or? no so the, the, the loose plan is that trying to tour in like early April yeah first, first week of April first week of April no and, no not yet okay. get ready <laughs> first week of April torn first yeah, tour yeah um, and then we want to like have everything written before then and then just try to like really you know practice them a lot with my playing yeah, them on tour, yeah just, so the, the ones we recorded we did ourselves and then we got mixed by somebody um yeah, so we're kind of have that in the works. We're trying to make it kind of like a conceptual album. That's a conceptual album. <laughs> we're trying to figure out how to do that without being like uh, too corny. It can definitely get... Yeah, it's a very fine line. What's the? Uh, you don't want to be cooking Jason, camera. Jason Siegel, where he like does the the rock <laughs> opera, the I Love You Man. No, that's Sir Marshall. Sir Marshall. Where he has like the. Yeah, it can get it gets corny, but we're trying to figure out. I feel like nobody has done that in a while, and I, that's something that's always been really. I've always been really excited about listening yeah. to like Quadrophenia and like uh, like 
Was that a who? Or the, like a, like a, I just, I just like, I, yeah, yeah. I have that and Tommy in my collection. Yeah, yeah. Um, so no, I mean, I'm so happy that you know. I listen that. to that shit so much. It's so cool. Uh, but also, slightly corny at times, and when there's like the horns come in, and there's like. I no, it's not. The only time it's <laughs> corny is with the, what is it? Uh, Bell Boy. Yeah. Bell Boy. Can't stand that one. But the rest is really good. <laughs> no, but I love that stuff, and like. Following along the story, I think that's like so oh, fun. Yeah. I don't really know yeah. that many people do that. I think it's hard to make something that functions as, like, uh, at least for me, like the the notion of it being each individual song stands up on its own as sort of like a, a pop song, with the exception of like a couple that'll be like, yeah. You know, and then like the lyrics are really what ties it together. So you guys are from Richmond. I know you guys. Not all of them went to ECU though. This band is definitely from Richmond. We came here because Jonathan and. Uh, John was here, and uh, <laughs> so we just we moved here to. It's like school. Yeah, yeah, Richmond school. school, and it's, it's like close to put his foot down. Yeah, yeah. you guys are coming here. JMU. There's all kinds of reasons, but Richmond was just a good place to supposed to start out. Like, it's good, like launching pad for. Most I think there's no better. To. I mean, maybe this is. No, I don't think you can argue against it. It's probably the best place in in Virginia for music, right? I mean, I'd say so. I can't really see the argument. Especially considering Harrisville. Do you think you can sum up the city in three words? <coughs> probably not. Actually, like, yeah. honestly, that touches on a thing that is is hard about the city is that when the college is not in, there's like nowhere, there's it's no dead. house shows. Yeah, it's to play. Dead. You can play a strange matter for no one, or you can play in your own. Like, are we have our own house? But that is a problem with the city. Is that it's very yeah. ECU dependent. I'm hoping it moves. Away from that, and I feel like it will because I feel like maybe people are gonna just graduate from these two and keep doing Stay. the same thing. But yeah, yeah. yeah. I would like there to be more of like a, like a real kind of like just musicians. Like yeah. Because everyone leaves. Yeah, that's what happens, but I feel like most of the bands do stay throughout. I feel like it's the yeah. music, yeah. it's more the audience to be where. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I hate saying that. Uh, I hope they do get involved. I, I do hope that this kind of also brings together some people and has more of a unity where we can kind of... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, thanks, Full Screen. Do you guys want to play a couple more songs?
I'm not looking for 